A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is the Unplayable Podcast coming to you from Dharma Charlotte, where it stumps on day three. India are just 87 runs away from regaining the Border Gavaskar Trophy after Australia suffered a horror day at the foot of the Himalayas. Australia set India just 106 to win after they were bundled out for 137 in 54 overs on Monday. One man who was physically, if not mentally, present at HPCA Stadium was cricket.com.au senior writer Andrew Ramsey and Rambo. The Australians visited His Holiness the Dalai Lama prior to this test, and it looks like only divine intervention will save them from losing this test and the series. I don't know how that would look if it was to manifest itself upon this game, whether that would be a, a cataclysm, a batting collapse, uh, some kind of freak natural event mm. to rain out the last two days. The weather forecast would suggest that's not going to happen. So, um, uh, yes, I, I have a limited understanding of Tibetan Buddhism, I have to admit, but if there's something that can be summoned up, I assume they're on the bus up to McLeod Gange to speak to His Holiness uh, at this very moment. Okay, Rambo Australia thought they had a wicket from the very first ball of day three when Ravindra Jadeja was given out, caught behind from the bowling of Pat Cummins, but the batsman immediately called for a review. Replays showed daylight between bat and ball, and Jadeja continued on, as was exclusively revealed in this podcast earlier this season. The first hour was going to be crucial, and Australia couldn't find a breakthrough as Indy added 37 by drinks to be trailing just by 15 runs. Uh, yes, yeah, that's something. I would suggest that it was the second time in this series that uh, the Australians think they've got a wicket of the first ball of the day, only to be uh, mm. overruled by DRS. So there's a theme. I think two times in a series it constitutes a theme. Yeah. Um, that's what DRS is there for, to get rid of the howling mistakes. And that was clearly a mistake. I think he hit bat on pad, so uh, that one was mm. overturned. But then it was just a, an hour of escalating frustration for the Australians that a few other LBW appeals turned down, uh, a couple of shots that... Uh, Went to the boundary, a couple of play and misses, and you could just tell that the uh, the temperature was starting to rise a bit because they would, had rather hoped that uh, with the second new ball in their hands, they'd be able to knock over those last four batters fairly quickly. Uh, it wasn't to be. Jadeja has proved quite a stumbling block with bat and ball in this series. He certainly has. After the drinks break, the rush of wickets finally came for the Australians as Cummins and Steve O'Keefe combined to take three for one in 13 balls. Cummins first removed Jadeja, who'd chopped on for 63. Then O'Keefe had Bhuvaneshwar Kumar caught at first slip. Steve Smith then took a one-handed hanger, backpedalling at second slip to dismiss Riddhiman Saha before Nathan Lyon picked up his fifth wicket, that of youngster Kordip Yadav to end India's innings on 332 and a lead of 32. Australia would have wanted a lead Rambo, but was a deficit of 32 disastrous? Uh, it didn't look that way. Certainly the way that uh, um, Jadeja and Saha had batted in the first hour, it looked like there wasn't too many problems in the pitch at all. You'd have to think that uh, in Australia, with a couple of fresh-ish fast bowlers, they've mm. had a good night's sleep uh, here in this very comfortable accommodation that uh, I know they have. Um, they would have come back armed with a new ball or newish ball it was only four or five overs old um, thinking that uh, there was still a bit of bounce and pace in the wicket that they might have been able to uh, get them hopping get into the, the bowlers and the way that Jadeja and Saha handled them you had to think well specialist batters should have not so many problems on this or not cataclysmic problems um, but clearly there was uh, you can see with the way the Indian wickets fell at the end that starting innings was going to be difficult on yeah. that um, in, albeit they weren't specialist batters by any means nope. um, but I think they lost four for 15 and about six overs to wrap up the innings um, so 
that may have been the warning bell that things mightn't weren't going to be as easy as they looked in the first hour. Um, and uh, so whether that was a, a talk at lunch or not, um, we do not know. Like he was in the first innings, David Warner was put down by Karen Nair at third slip. But it didn't matter because uh, the Australian was out six balls later. For six, caught behind off Umash Yadav, it sparked a mini-collapse of three for 21 as the seemingly unstoppable Steve Smith dragged on Bhuvaneshwar for 17 and Matt Ranshaw edged to the keeper for eight. And remember, this was all before Australia had passed 32. So theoretically, they were three for minus one. Uh, yes. I don't know how that works. That sounds like a temperature range here in the Himalayas on a, a nice bracing winter's morning. Um, but the... The, uh, the worst possible start, really. I mean, the Indians, if they had fancied their chances of making anything of that 32-run lead, would have hoped that they could get one of Australia's top three out before they'd um, reduced that deficit and gone into uh, the the lead. Uh, to have got all three of them was, mm. would have been beyond their expectations, I think, particularly the wicket of Stephen Smith, who uh, looked to be, again, in rare form. He got off the mark with a boundary, hit another couple of boundaries in a row, and then... Got himself out trying to hit a third one in a row. Mm. Um, may have been, as it was suggested in the post-match by the Australian batting coach, seeing the ball too well, just thought he could hit it anywhere and yep. uh, didn't quite get one in the middle of the bat. And uh, it's a game of very, very small margins, cricket. It certainly is. Remember how impressive have the Indian fast bowls been leading to this series that Australia probably had the edge in the fast bowling category, but it looks like these Indians uh, have done extremely well here in Dharmashala. Uh They have, and you've got to say that India's selectors got it pretty much spot on here mm. um, and they have done throughout much of the series apart from the first test which was um, a very atypical India performance but yeah, they made the two changes they decided one of them was forced because Kohli was injured so they opted not to bring in a specialist batter played the wrist spinner who was a hero of the first innings mm. um, and had brought in Bhuvneshwar Kumar who we hadn't seen all series um, he'd been living with the family at number 42 up to that point mm. but he came in, um, and their two opening bowlers in their first spell with this morning at the start of the Australian innings were as ferocious as anything we saw from the Australians. Um, yep. They were getting the ball to to jag around, swing a little bit in the air. There was that crack on the pitch. There was one to David Warner just before he got out that exploded off a length and took him on the shoulder, and I don't think I've, he could have done anything with that. Um, you don't see that on many pitches. Uh, at one stage, they had you know, their, their field for the um, you know, day three of a test match in India was three very deep set slips and a, a guy at short leg who mm. was waiting for the one that was popped up off the chin and that's the sort of field you'd normally see at the whacker mm. at that stage so tells you a bit of what that pitch was like and their new ball bowlers uh, did what they had to do knocked over the top order and then it was just uh, come in spinners yeah and I guess as you said the, the selectors they've it's a pretty big call to not play an extra batsman to replace Coley with a bowler and then Changes at Sharma, who probably would have done pretty well in this pitch, a big, tall, fast bowler. What about Australia selectors? I know you can't drop Glenn Maxwell after he scored 100, but there was a lot of talk about playing a third seamer here. I guess in hindsight, they probably could have used Jackson Bird. Uh, yeah, you'd have to say in retrospect that Jackson Bird would have been probably the ideal selection. Um, yeah, having that third seam option, given the way the ball carried through, um, yeah, the, he, Stephen Smith didn't use the fifth bowler in Maxwell until 108th over, I think it was, he mm. had a roll, so... Uh, they could have maybe lost a spinner, played through the third seamer and just relied on someone to bowl a few overs of part-time, which would have been Maxwell um, if they needed to. Um, but I guess the fact that Australia's two leading wicket-takers of the series thus far have been O'Keefe and Lyon, I think it probably meant that they had to go with what they knew. They probably weren't sure how that pitch was, which was pretty dry, how it was going to play. So 
Um, we can all be experts in retrospect. Mm. I know I am. Mm. I have my uh, rear vision is 2020 without a question. So uh, Jackson Bird would have been the ideal choice, but uh, unfortunately his only uh, contribution to this game was a bit of subfielding during the afternoon. And that was because Sean Marsh had Jardis back in the field. So it was Glenn Maxwell and Peter Hanscom who combined for a fourth wicket stand of 56 to right the ship a little bit before Hanscom was smartly held by Jinka Rahane at first slip from the bowling of Ravi Ashwin. Marsh then gingerly strode out to the crease, but uh, six balls later he walked back after he was caught at short leg off the gloves to give Jadeja his first wicket. And that was T with Australia at five for 93, leading by 61 and in deep trouble. Deep trouble. They were in more hot stuff than uh, those chocolate yak balls you get up in the McLeod Gange, which what? are, uh, yeah, I think you must be trying those some stage. Apparently they are uh, a local delicacy and well I haven't worth been trying. up there this tour, so it's all you. Well, get up there on the yak and uh, don't <laughs> forget to have a nibble on the balls while you're there. But um, yeah, so five for uh, less than 100 at tea. Uh, it really remained with Glenn Maxwell. He was the last specialist batter. He was look, hitting the ball quite well, not without risk, which is the way he plays, but I think the occasion called for someone to be a little bit fearless to try and yeah. take the game on and get them ahead as quickly as they could because uh, with the bottom half of the batting, not having a great track record on this trip, I think if you only need to get through one of those and it was going to implode fairly quickly. So I think uh, Glenn Maxwell was playing probably the, the right innings for the time and if he could have got them to a a lead of beyond 150, 180, then uh, they were certainly in with a chance, um, given the way that the pitch was starting to behave. Mm. As it turns out, uh, Maxwell was out for 45. Like he said, he played very nicely for that score. Out, LBW kind of not playing a shot, but didn't matter because Hawkeye said it was hitting in line and it was going to hit the stumps anyway. Uh, Matthew Wade and Paddy Cummins then said about batting the stumps. They added 15 runs in 15 overs before Cummins edged a big drive to Rahane at first slip. Lyon and O'Keefe both went for ducks and Hazewood was also gone without scoring, but after some confusion, he was initially given out caught at second slip off Ashwin. But just as the players were about to leave the field, the third umpire ruled that the ball hit the turf before VJ caught it. He came back, but it didn't matter. Hazewood was out two balls later. LBW. So 106 to win Rambo. Not enough. Never going to be enough. I like the fact that the the, the, the MOU, which does include a, a requisite number of stinks to be had in a day, um, mm. getting towards with the match moving and fast forward to an end, they managed to squeeze in one last one there with mm. the uh, the Indian players walked off. They were highly incensed that they hadn't had to come back on because of the, the catch that was shown to be uh, not out. There was some vision of uh, a bit of angst in the Australian dressing room as well. Mm. There was an exchange between Matthew Wade and a couple of the Indian players when they came back out. And uh, a lot of froth and bubble, and then uh, it was all over two balls later, as you said. So it was just nice that they could fit in one last one before we get to the end of the series. Um, but no, 106 was never going to do the job. Uh, if they'd got, like the Indians did, three very quick wickets, it may have sent a bit of a skittishness through the Indian batting. Um, mm. But they only had uh, six overs at them before stumps, um, so they would have had to create some fairly major holes uh, in that. And scoring, well, you, the, the trouble with them was you had to have attacking fields to try and take those wickets. It meant there were gaps in the field. Yeah, this, this outfield so quick that if you even make it through the field, it's four runs straight away. And uh, that's pretty much how the innings got going. As you said, six overs uh, left to be bobbled for stumps. India chipped off 19 runs from the target. 12 of those runs came from the first over. Looks like a lunchtime finish. I would have thought. I would have thought uh, maybe a little bit before lunch, mm. uh, which could be interesting because the lunch preparation area is just outside where the media conferences happen. So maybe there could be a mm. bit of uh, 
a little goby happening while the uh, mm. media conferences are taking place. So there might be a bit of mixing and matching. There may be some chocolate yak balls. Who knows? Mm. But uh, I would have thought, given the the size of the total they need and the fact that uh, Australians do have to push to get wickets, there's no point just trying to stop runs because you you need to get the, you bowl have to bowl them out with two days remaining in the test. So, yeah. And uh, even though a drawn series let them keep the trophy, I can't imagine India batting out two days and not scoring 87 runs. No. Uh, so, yes, I would have thought uh, pre-lunchtime finish, um, at which point they'll do the trophy handing over ceremony, the uh, official post-match debriefs, media uh, conferences, and then uh, we can start finger-pointing and um, blaming whoever it is. All right. Well, we're back to do that tomorrow for, for what will likely be the last podcast of the season, Rambo. It's a sad time. This is a sad time. We've, uh, you know, our workloads have spiked. Uh, mm. I think I know you're certainly in the red zone. Uh, I'm still <laughs> in the dry white zone, but uh, that's just drinking preferences. Uh, yeah, we look forward to wrapping up. We're just wrapping up the test series. We're wrapping up the season. We're wrapping up you know, the entire decade. Uh, well, sure. It'll be, it's going to be an extravaganza. It's probably the best way to describe it. An absolute end of season finale. Uh, could be the last one ever. Who knows? Desperate need of a sponsor. Who knows? It could be the last one ever. But before we go Rambo tonight, one question for you. This is a viewer tweeted this in, a listener tweeted this in. Uh, Rambo, if you could ask the Dalai Lama one question, what would it be and why? How do you make those chocolate yak balls? Do you reckon he would know that? He knows everything. He has the answer to everything. World peace, human happiness, harmony, contentment, spiritual well-being. Mm. If he can't make chocolate yak balls... I don't know who can. He probably just chucks everything in a bowl and makes it all one. Uh, yes. So until tomorrow, Rambo, head to cricket.com.au for all your new scores and video on Australia's Qantas tour of India. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.